Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas Sportsbook from the guys who actually work behind it, with your hosts, Alan Berg and Dave Sherapan. Boys, welcome. We are here tonight, Tuesday night. Alan, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> and tonight we're bringing back Mo. Mo, you're a staple on Tuesdays, brother. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Samoans are on the way up. We're on the way up in 2018. Dude, you got to be we're so ready. We're ready to roll. I'll, I'll explain here shortly when we get into it. All right. Well, I think the format of the show tonight, we're going to recap what we saw both over the weekend and Monday night with that amazing uh, NCAA championship game. And then we're going to take a look ahead and we're going to dial in with uh, not only Alan, but Mo as well and take a peek at some lines for the weekend for the uh, divisional playoffs. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Um, Mo, how fired up were you watching that game on, on Monday night? Oh man, I was ecstatic, man. It was, it was insane. It was a, you know, it's, it's, I've got a big love for college football, so, you know, obviously it was a national championship, but the matchup was good, and I, I played some uh, Georgia plus four uh, for quite a bit, so I was, I, was, uh, I was pretty happy about it. I actually did a little in-game wagering um, and took had Georgia before the game plus four and took some Bama plus six uh, when they were down, and it worked out really well. That was a that was a uh, in game kind of dream, the way that game went when you had a, a ticket on Georgia, because you could really create a nice middle. Uh, yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah, very clean. I don't think a lot of people were happy with the total. I think the total going over was the uh, was the thing that maybe hurt a lot of people. But uh, Al and I had discussed that as well. And I was all over the first half under. That worked out pretty well. That was a it was a crazy game because Georgia looked like the better team for most of it. And then your boy came in in the second half. I mean, what do you guys make of that? Uh, he's he's a Samoan god. He's a, he's a lord, <laughs> man. He's, I can't. He's a, he's a legend. I can't even explain it enough. I mean, uh. You know, he's a very modest kid, and, you know, it, it seemed like he was pretty cool under pressure. And it was only, the you know, the national championship. So impressive is, you know, you know, kind of understating it. But, man, I it looked good. You know, like Georgia came out, and they, they did well. They did, it, it was weird. Like, they didn't run the ball early, which was very odd. They were kind of throwing a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, like the first half, it was – I kind of seen it going that way because Hertz was, you know, playing pretty bad. But uh, I thought it was a savvy move by Saban to put the freshman in. Um, so I was proud, man. I, I was proud, obviously, for the culture and um, that we weren't wrong that Bama was going to win the national championship. Right. Tua, you want to talk about a kid being ready for the moment? The kid, he looked like he was playing like he was in that Vanderbilt game and back and when, you know, when they had a 40-point lead and he got to come in and play. I could not believe his composure and what he was able to do in that situation, you know what I mean? It was like, all right, we're, we stunk it up offensively the first half. We're going in, we come in at halftime and we tell this kid, you're going out. Let's get it done. 
And, you know, he goes three and out on the first series. Don't panic. And then the game completely turned. Yeah, we had that we had that talk about that big run that he had where he kind of found himself in some trouble, like uh, uh, running right um, on a broken play and then kind of reversing field to get in that first down where he uh, buried his head down into the, you know, uh, into the into the field, getting that first down. That one changed and, uh, the game. I think game. that was like, that changed oh, it, was, the game. It, it was a confidence booster for the whole for the whole team. And uh, there was a couple of uh, RPOs that they had and he was hitting guys in stride on slants. And I said, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, glory to be to, glory be to him. He's the, he's the king. He's a king, man, a, a young king. <laughs> for the listeners, Mo has some Samoan background in him, right? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So, so that's your boy. Yeah, I, he's the he's the. I think he's gonna be the next Tom Brady. I got I got Whoa. high aspirations for this kid. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow Mo just went went down on the Samoan scale because this kid hopped him, and now he went back up a few notches with that. <laughs> Like all-time well, great Samoans, Mo is sitting in the thousands, but he went up a couple hundred right there. Yeah, oh, I think man. I think Tom Brady's Samoan. He's like a like a quarter in a Samoan. <laughs> or I, I don't know. I must have. I read it on the Onion. That was an article on the Onion or something. Uh, Fucking insane. Yeah, for but sure. Um, it was um, yeah. I mean, you know that that whole thing was. Uh, you couldn't even make it up, man. You couldn't have wrote a better story. I know, Al. You were out. Um, and you didn't get to see a lot of the game, but Mo, were you working? Well, I, I define working. Okay, were you at work? Right, I was at work. Were I was guys, at work. Were you guys busy for the game? Um, it seemed like out front, it, it uh, they were taking you know quite a bit of handle. They were pretty busy, but I mean, you know, during the game, while everyone's watching it, you know, we're we're all you know pretty hyped about every single play because. You know, everyone's walking around watching the game, like in the back towards us. But we had a pretty full house here at Caesars. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was very uh, um, exciting. You it know, so lot, it, it, I, it was I was a loving lot of it, man. Two-way handle. That's that's ultimately what I was getting at. I was surprised at at least um, the amount of action was great. It was a very good, um, interesting game that brought in a lot of bets, but. I was really yes. surprised yes, at yes, the yes. amount of two-way action. It felt like there were way more underbets to me, but um, as far as the side, it was both ways, and it was money lines both ways. Um, the bigger bets were definitely felt like on Bama money line and uh, on Georgia plus the points, so I'm not sure of the result. I haven't been to work yet, but... Um, it wasn't a perfect result per se for the book, but like I always say, the lights will be on tomorrow and we'll be open for business. So no one has to feel bad for any of the books in town, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. Yeah. It, I, it, 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 uh, man, if Bama would have lost, man, we would have, we would have raked in everything. I mean, we would have just raked in it, raked in it. All, and plus it would have went under. And most of our money that we did take late was over money. Uh, mostly public, mm-hmm. but the sharper guys got down when it was around 47 and 46 and a half before it even reached 45. Um, could you but, believe the I, kid I, missed the field goal to win the game? That's the one I could not believe. I had a better time just saying his last name, Papa Nostos. <laughs> right. I still don't think that's even how to say it, but 
We we were calling him Papa Shank those for you know maybe the last five minutes of the game. I mean we couldn't stop saying it, and uh, we we were we knew because we had Georgia you know with the points, so we were hoping Bama wasn't going to get it first because we were probably sure they weren't going to play for a field goal. They were going to try to score immediately with a touchdown. Right. All uh, right. Yeah. Um. Well. That's enough rehashing it. Unless Al, you want to add anything here before we jump forward? Uh, just that if I was dictator, I would still get rid of kickers completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, um, oh, I read man. I read the column, and uh, I saw your uh, point about the instant replay, and man, it kind of creaked its way into the college game. That was one thing that. I thought kind of took away from the game. I mean, the officiating is what it is, and sometimes, you know, big games, big moments, officiating isn't up to the level that you hope to. But, man, yeah. the replays are becoming a little bit obtrusive, isn't it? You know, I, I think it's it's so ridiculous that it's it's just what we live in now, I think, more than anything. It's the ridiculousness of, They'd rather have people complaining about things because they're talking about it versus let's just not do things that creates complaining for no reason. But I think that's just where the world headed. It's it's like uh, LeVar Ball and stuff, you know, like people just love to hate on LeVar Ball. And so that's why they keep pushing him and they keep talking about him. And they really he hasn't really given them a real reason to talk about him, but they just can't get enough. And and I think that's what it is. It's just. We complained about this. They, you know, everybody complained about the kneeling, but it was like everything is talked about in the NFL in a negative sense. But it seems they just don't care. It's it's really weird. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know what's going on. And I mean, that whole Lavar Ball story is. It's a very strange thing what's going on, and a lot of people are speaking out against him, against ESPN, and I don't know. It seems obvious to me. If you want the things to go away, stop covering it. But now you can't yeah. because, you know, it is a story. He is a story. He brings eyeballs. He brings clicks. He brings discussions that whether it's positive, negative, complaining, in favor of, it's still bringing people and eyeballs to the whole thing. So that's ultimately the goal. As far as replay, man, isn't the goal just to get it right? <laughs> You would think so, but I think that they love us talking about, can you believe they didn't overturn that? Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but this guy caught the ball. This guy didn't catch the ball. That guy fumbled. I mean, it, it's the discussion. Every day that you're in these things with your friends and your and your family, it, it's just, I, I feel like that's what they care about. They just want to make sure that we're always talking about them. But I, I think long-term, it's going to be a huge detriment to creating new fans and I think it's a, just a horrible, horrible thing they're doing. Not only creating many, new fans, many... but what about turning off old ones? Right. No question. I mean, you know, they were just doing these tests about young people and the sports they're watching. I mean, they're not they're Most of the major four sports aren't gaining viewers uh, that are under, you know, 25 years old. So there's clearly a disconnect. And I don't know if that's what they're thinking that, only young people only care about like what's trending, what's popular. And that's their way to try to 
niche themselves into this stuff. I, I, I really don't know what their game is, but I, I don't think it's going to work at all. I think, it, if anything, it just opens the door up to other forms of entertainment. What do you think, Mo? How many replays can you actually show in, like, a five-minute span? I don't understand. I Like, I always say, like, it seems like the easier the call to make you know, the, then they show the replay for four hours on, you know, how ridiculous, a, you know, if it's a catch or if it's an interception. And I can't sit through it and watch it. <clears throat> I apologize. Excuse me. Um, you know, it, in, you know, in uh, college, they seem like they just get to the root of it much better. Like, at least on Monday night, they show the replay, the ref looks at it. And most of the time, unless it's really clear, they just go with the call on the field. Let's line up and do the next play. The NFL just goes back and forth. And like you said, they show the replay from six different angles, slow it down, speed it up, and it just is overdone. That's all. Yeah, they may as well just go to a commercial break. I, I can't keep looking at it. And they're going to try to show commercials as much as they can anyway, which has nothing to do with replays. But I figure that's what they'd probably go to anyway if they didn't want to watch like 100 different angles of, of a guy dropping a ball before it got into the end zone. Right. Um, and then them probably messing up the call. Yeah. Or not messing up the call. I mean, it doesn't, even, it doesn't matter. Oh, but, it, yeah, during the college game, the only one that they did have as far as a replay was the interception in the back of the end zone that George almost had. And um, it's hard for those guys to explain to the viewers 100 million times what's a catch or what's not a catch or, you know, vice versa, you know, as far as, like, in the play of field. Well, even um, that one reception um, that Georgia had down the sideline, and it looked like he stepped out of bounds. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. They let the play run through. They showed the replay. It looked like his heel may have been out of bounds, but it wasn't definitive. Play stands is called, touchdown, let's line up, let's go. You know, like it was, yeah. it, was that, it just seemed like that was handled the way it was supposed to be done. And the NFL should take a page out of that book and say, this is what we need to do. We need to make it quicker, and unless it's clear the play on the, the the call on the field stands. The guys, I mean, you got to let them make the calls. I mean, that's it. Agreed. No, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I I agree a hundred percent too. Because you can't keep showing the same damn replay if it's not defended. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's if they're gonna make a call on the field, I mean, you know, they're doing their job. So yep. I'm okay with it. I don't I don't even really mind. Yeah, I'm right. done with it. Get rid get rid of it completely. I'm over <laughs> it. I don't care. <laughs> I just want football back. I just want them to run the next damn play. I don't care if we're sacrificing some of the worst calls ever. I don't care. Bring it back. Get rid of it. Destroy all the freaking Microsoft Surface tablets, and let's move on with our lives. I just, right. want, them, I just want them to get to the next play so I can sweat out the action. I'm hurting. I can't fucking, I can't fucking live. And, you know, I, like, this is fucking up momentum. The momentum is getting changed. And I'm not happy with this. I'm not right. happy with it, man. Speaking of momentum, let's get back on track here. We're going to uh, look ahead to this weekend coming up. And when we do that, we can kind of recap what we saw in Wild Card Weekend. But I'm just going to hit you guys with the first game. And it's the most interesting line of the week for me. Atlanta at Philadelphia. Atlanta coming off... Uh, a pretty big win on the road at the Rams, I gotta say. They're favored Huge. by three points at Philadelphia. The total has plummeted. It's forty one or forty one and a half from an opener. And uh 
Oh, you just got a blind move already? Oh, my God. That was live right there. <laughs> Urgent message. <laughs> hey, man. We're in the game, oh, baby. Good. We're in the I game. I like it. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. It's all around us. The it's first, all around us. First time in the modern era that a team has been favored at the number one seed. Justified or not justified? I'll go to you first, now. Um, man, this is a tough one. I, I feel that it's, it might be a little overblown, but it, it's a, it's a number that I feel they, they're uncomfortable with, but what else, what else are you going to do? I think that if you go with anything lower than one, uh, if you don't favor the Falcons, I feel like you're going to get buried so much on Falcon money that you're really going to need the Eagles. Whereas if you open it two and a half, you figure you get a couple nibbles to get you to three. And then if it goes past three, you're, you're just accepting it and hoping that, you know, the game just doesn't land three. Um, but I think the Eagles defense can keep them in this thing. I still am not completely sold on Atlanta. I mean, the Rams just played flat. They looked like the inexperienced team. So for me, you know, it's early. Uh, I'm not crazy about either side here uh, because of the Nick Foles thing. But it's a lot of like, you know, I think we're reading too much into this uh, into this thing. With, the, with Atlanta being favored, I kind of agree. Um, you can't make the line anything else because everyone that has an opinion on this has a single opinion. Atlanta's going to beat Philadelphia because Nick Foles stinks. They can't win with him at quarterback, <laughs> and there's no reason to even play the game. So why put up pick or minus one when you know they're going to lay three? So I get it from the line-making standpoint, but again – I think it's definitely overblown. Mo, how about you? I, I think Atlanta's played well down the stretch. Um, yeah, they, they've had a tough schedule. They've had a tough road. I mean, obviously, it, they weren't the same team as last year uh, where they were putting up a bunch of points. But uh, Quinn's a tough coach, and it shows in the team. It shows the grit. They made it back to the playoffs and won a big game in L.A. Yeah, they should be favored. But it's not like the Eagles didn't get here. I know Wentz had a you know an incredible year. Uh, for me, it's a toss-up. My, my boy, Kyle Wilson, who we've brought up uh, plenty of times on the show, their guy's already buried Eagles, uh, which I'm kind of in uh, agreement. I, I, I still love the home team. I, I feel like they, you know, they, they know they're the dog. I mean, it, it's probably on the news and they're saying it. Uh, but that, that's a, that, that type of stuff plays, man, for a team that's played well all year. And uh, they'll probably show uh, Foles enough love to uh, help them out defensively and, you know, get them a, a short win here at home. I think the weather's going to come into play here, too. Um, Atlanta, again, dome team going to, I think it's going to be freezing in Philadelphia by Saturday. So they're coming back out of it, but it's supposed to get cold again. I just think that the Eagles are looking, you know, at total disrespect here. They're going to use that for everything they can get. Play it close to the fest with Foles and put him in a position to whatever you want to call it, game manage. Just don't make too many mistakes, and let's keep this thing, uh, you know, in line and get us the victory. So, next when the game, total debuted, I oh sorry, when the that? total debuted, I when the total debuted, I was shocked. I when I saw forty four and a half, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I I wrote about that in the game today column this week, and I just was stunned that that total was that high for the reasons that you just mentioned. So I wasn't shocked to see that thing come crashing down. But I, you know, I'm not as crazy. I, I just can't lay games that there's a three point difference already. That's just whew, three a big points weight. in a day. 
Yeah, that yeah. was huge. Yeah, yeah. Huge yeah, that move. was a bad number, I think. Right. Um, Saturday night, we got Tennessee going to New England. Man, uh, Tennessee down 21-3 to at halftime. Looked dead in the water. And then Andy Reid took over in the second half. Stopped running the ball. Stopped doing everything that made him successful. And after Mariota's pass to himself for the touchdown, <laughs> that, that was just unbelievable. Tennessee Beautiful. found a way to win the game. And uh, now they go to New England. They're huge dogs. 13 and a half, 47 and a half is the total. Mo, I'll bounce this one to you first. Anything here? Did you see that block by Mariota? <laughs> on the that, run? That, yeah. that block's going to take him to the Super Bowl. No, I'm, wow. I'm fucking with you. Oh, no, no, oh, I, oh I was going to say, what? No, um, another Samoan got. Samoans are coming back into style. Mariota, he, man, it that was more incredible than I think the Bama game. I mean, I know Kelsey was out. I know Kelsey was out for uh for the Chiefs. So, uh, I mean, that was, a, that was a big hit for him. But I think the Titans showed grit and uh, they never gave up. And I'm, I was happy for the team. I was happy for Mariota. Uh, but this is going to be a tough one, man. Tough one in, in New England. I want to take the points on principle. Uh, but I wouldn't want to wake up and see, you know, the Patriots up 42-6 in the first half. So I'll probably <laughs> give it a little bit more thought before I give a take on it. Right. Uh, Al, you got to be excited that the Bears hired the Kansas City offensive coordinator, no? Oh, man. Do we have enough time on this podcast for the rant that you could possibly get me on about this <laughs> Impossible. Stuff? No way in the world. Are you kidding me? I mean, the guy, they, they, they talked about, the quote I kept seeing, oh, the, the Kansas City offense took off when he, when he was calling plays. And I'm like, did everybody miss the second half of the season? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I, I'm just, I can't even believe it. This is the classic, you know, oh, this is my buddy. We know each other, blah, blah, blah. They'll both be gone in two years. He looks like a guy that got fired two years ago. That's what he looks like, too. So, I mean, the look's bad. The take's bad. <laughs> the Chiefs offense sucks. I'm, I'm so beside myself. I, I'm just – part of me, I hope he fails the most so they can get somebody else that's better for Trubisky before they ruin him. Uh, but hopefully I'm completely wrong. I mean, obviously I hope this is an incredible choice, but yeah, I'm not happy at all about that. Not at all. <laughs> it was kind of a cheap show up, but I had to get it in there while we had time. Uh, I figured it was coming. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I saw his press conference today. He, uh, he did well in the press conference. Now we'll see, uh, we'll see going forward. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I was expecting something else from them, but. Like you said, it's the Bears. So, I hope they go fourteen and two next season. I pray. Oh, man. oh don't worry. They, they they love those seasons when they go fourteen and two because they end up fourteen and three. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for one of those years again. That's it's, rough. It's about due. It's about due for that home playoff loss in the divisional <laughs> round. Uh, let's just make the playoffs first. Let's let's. let's <laughs> I love the, I love the, the optimism. Bears. The optimism sounds good here. I think we're oh, doing no, good. Oh no, I'm we're, just saying they, they're they're kings of doing that of where they go. Wow, they won four games last year. How'd they do this? Wow, they're good. Oh wait, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Is Tennessee good at all here, Al? No, I the I think the number's low. I they beat the Chiefs. Now they're going against Belichick, Mike Malarkey versus Bill Belichick. Are you kidding me? Get out of here with this line. I hate it. 
<laughs> the only thing I can think of is like one of those down 20s and then a drive to, to get in the back door. But they can run the ball. And New England's defense is susceptible to the running, at least between the 20s. I don't know. I'm not advocating a play on Tennessee at all. But surprise, the line is 13 and a half. It's probably going to go up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see 14 by by Friday. Uh, I don't know. We'll just leave that one alone right now. <laughs> Going to Sunday I, morning, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. I still might take the Titans. You still might take the Titans? All right, we'll revisit I, that. I, I don't I don't know. I, I just had to get another word in there real quick. <laughs> Apologize. No our, rating, there, our, our, our ratings in Samoa are flying up this, this week. <laughs> oh, skyrocketing. I love it. I don't even know how many computers are in Samoa. That's the problem. I don't know if we're getting any. I mean, if someone's clicking on it, it's like, you know, one is like a million. So we're looking pretty good there, actually. I think we're fine. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're looking good. Thank you. Thank you for that one. Pittsburgh at home against Jacksonville in a rematch. Seven and a half points favorite. 41 is a total. Oh, man. Pittsburgh lost, what was it, 30 to 9 in a very misleading game. Al wrote about that in the column as well. Uh, two pick sixes, a 90-yard run by Fournette. I don't know. You guys see Bortles on uh, on Sunday? I mean, he's an NFL quarterback and a team in the playoffs still. The guy didn't look like he could throw the ball 10 yards. He couldn't. He couldn't at all. I mean, there was this incredible segment that I recommend to people to go check out on the Dan LaBattard show um, where he had Chris Sims on, and he ranked Blake Bortles the 70th best quarterback in the NFL. 70th? <laughs> 70th. He had Cardell Jones and Nathan Peterman ahead of him. Oh, my goodness. And he said, I've been watching tape, and, and Tony Baselli apparently was so mad he called into the show. And they had this they had this little thing on here. It was incredible. But anyway, um, yeah, man, what a difference a week makes. I was ready to, to back the back the Jags money line. I felt like they could do it again, but wow, he looked horrible. I mean, he looked absolutely like he did not belong anywhere near an NFL field, let alone a playoff game. So with the fact that they hammered the Steelers, um, you know, the D, the D has been great. There's no doubt. But now they're going against one of the best offenses in the league. Yes, they didn't play well the first time, but that game was a long time ago. So, for me, the only play I would make is laying the points with Pittsburgh. I, I just feel like it's the revenge factor for them. And, and they know this. They know this time of year. These guys aren't scared of playoff games. They might be scared of the Patriots, but they're not scared of the Jags now. Going back a few weeks, Al, you said Jacksonville was going to win a playoff game on the road. I you're, sure did. You're off that bandwagon now. I, I, I did. You watch that game, man? I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I was watching because the sad oh, part man. was guys oh, were man. open. You know, I mean, guys were wide open, and the guy couldn't throw the ball eight yards on target. It was incredible. Couldn't believe it. But and Buffalo stacked the box. And said every team. Our every de- team does uh, against them. Right, and but our defense has has been horrible all season against the run. But we're going to stop this run and force you to throw. Guys were open, and it took a tremendous effort by the Jags' D to hold on and win that game. Ten to six? Mo, you got any reason to take Jacksonville here? 
<laughs> Is there a Samoan think, guy on Jacksonville that we don't know? I think, <laughs> I, think I think Chris Sim, I think Chris Sims summed it up with his ranking. I thought I thought he was pretty spot on. He may have been a little bit light on it, but I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, well, I didn't I didn't wake up to see the Bills game until the fourth quarter. You didn't miss. And I walk thing. into the. Oh no! I look. I see it's ten three. I said, "What is what is what is happening right now? I don't. I can't even fathom what happened in the first three quarters." Which it's funny. I, I went actually to the play-by-play. I was asking some buddies, and they didn't score the field goals until the last two minutes of the first half, which is almost unbelievable considering the score of the, the outcome of the game. But I don't know. I mean, you know, the the, the Jags have been a great team throughout the season but it's it's funny it was funny i would i would joke with my my buddy casey about who are the best teams in the afc and it would you know be the you know the the top two as usual patriots and uh steelers and then when we would say jags we would laugh but it wouldn't be like disrespectful it wouldn't be a disrespectful it was just like the jags are you kidding me you know so i don't know i i give them respect that you know enough to play in this game and have a good game you know tomlin usually plays down to his um uh, to his competitors' uh, level, you know, which the Jags aren't playing well, especially offensively. But um, I give them more of a chance than what they just played in. Uh, but I, I don't know if I could, you know, take the seven automatically, you know, without kind of going through it because it's so early. Where does um, this line end up, boys? Eight. I, I say seven and a half, eight. Yeah, it, they, it's I right. think the, we're already there, though. We're already at seven. What, what do you got, Alice? We're we're already at seven and a half. The whole market's heading that way. I mean, we're uh, Caesars seven and a half, South Point seven and a half, Will Hill seven and a half, and there's no juice on these. Wind, Westgate Coast, they're all seven and a half. So, to me, we're going to eight because it's you know that we're not even close to Sunday, and everybody's going to back Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? All the public will be all over that game because they, they all watched Bortles. They all watched him. Yeah. Oh, they're hearing about them. Yeah. They're hearing yeah. about them all right. Yeah, I can't see it. I actually think this one may actually creep up even past eight just to offset some of the teasers because I, mm. there won't be a single teaser on Jacksonville. Even uh, I mean, maybe if it gets up to eight and a half and you can get over 15, 14 and a half, whatever. But, my God, Pittsburgh minus one, minus one and a half, whatever it is, they're going to take it down and literally the Steelers are going to be on – Every single teaser. Now, teasers were really good last week in the NFL. The books sure. were complaining about taking teasers last week because no, sir. right out of the shoot, Kansas City losing pretty much wiped out a lot of them. And, yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Large you know, percentage yeah, for sure. So, uh, it's okay to take teasers. Sunday, every way won in the teasers. So that's how it goes. But just looking, at, looking ahead, I can't see this stopping – Eight, eight and a half, maybe nine. I don't know, but there's no way it's going back down. So if you're going to play Pittsburgh, you better play it now while you can. Psychologically, I just can't see how, you know, public betters are because, you know, all the dogs coverage. So, I mean, maybe they want revenge. Maybe they're looking at it from a different way, but, you know, it, their eyes can't deceive them enough to probably take Jags. So they're going to lay with the Steelers anyway right. and the Patriots. It's, it's the same old deal. Yep. And these lines are inflated, on, you know, on on the teams with the bye, except for the Philly game. There's no question. There's a, a point or two, or in the Patriots' case, maybe three, built into the fact that they were on a bye. But that'll lead us to the last game: the Saints 
off a, off a home win against Carolina, go to Minnesota, painted four pretty much across town. 45 is the total. That's an interesting number to me. First blush for me, I think, under in that one. Um, and I just, you know, Allen's been talking about the Minnesota D since week two when they beat New Orleans at home. And I've been watching them. Keenan's, do, Keenan's doing enough to, to keep them in the games, whatever. He's actually making plays. But this defense seems too much for me. I, I like Minnesota here. How about you, Al? I also like the Vikings. Um, we, we had a guy actually bet this game uh, over uh, that's a pretty strong player. Oh. So I think if you do like the over, you should get it while you can kind of thing. So there's still some 45s out there. There's a couple 45 and a half starting to creep. Um, so that might be a, a play if you're interested in that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I still got to ride with the Vikings. I mean, it's unfortunate for me. I, I have some, uh, some saints, uh, Futures, Super Bowl right? tickets. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I would hope that the saints can find a way and, you know, they got the offense. I mean, listen, uh, Minnesota still has to play their game. They still have to play well. There's always a chance case Keenum could, you know, shoot himself in the foot now that he's on the big stage. So it's by far not an easy game for the Vikings to win, but it's definitely the kind of game they got to win to prove they're the real deal. And I think it'll serve them really well ahead into the championship game if they can put a veteran uh, quarterback slash coach Super Bowl champion team away. I'll yes, say, sir. Do you believe that if Atlanta beats Philly as their favorite to do if Minnesota wins, Minnesota will get the NFC championship at home? And if they win that, they get the Super Bowl at home? Crazy. Yeah. And actually, i seen that the line flip with the uh, AFC-NFC. We had it up for a long time, <coughs> AFC minus three. Is it now the NFC's favored? Do you guys have that up? Uh, we have it up. No, we still have AFC favored. Um, okay. My, my big thing here is that I think – one thing to keep in mind, this isn't a typical home game. You're going to have so many people there that are corporate people. So it's not like the Patriots or the Steelers or the Jags or whoever play at Minnesota. They're playing in that building, yes, but it's not going to be a traditional Viking home game. They're going to have their supporters and a big contingent, but it won't be nearly that type of an environment for them. Oh, yeah, and, no, the crowd will be different, but yeah, just you sleep yeah, in your own exactly. bed and, you know, you that, get all that. That part of it's good, yeah. Right. But I don't think it's worth the traditional full three is what I was getting to, is that I think you're looking at maybe a point and a half to two, maybe, um, because it's still, you still, it's just not the same. It's not, you're not playing on the road where it's so loud in the building that the quarterback's having trouble hearing, and, you know, it, it's just not going to be that type of a game. Mo, can you make a case for the dog here, the Saints? Yeah, yeah, no, I well, I I love Vikings as much as Allen does, and um, yeah, we've we've been watching them all year, man. We've been, we've been praising them, and they deserve all the praise. Uh, but I know a guy, Drew Brees, man, you know, who's been here time in and time out, and he played incredibly against the Panthers, and I think the defense stood up for uh, uh, for the Saints when when they had to, and you know, it's not like the Panthers are a bad team. They came back and uh, they played well towards the end, but I think Brees is uh, probably the factor that could put them. Uh, ahead of the Vikings, um, especially early in the game, you know, where the Vikings don't really play uh, behind too much. Um, so I think it, it could be a lower scoring game. And if it is, 
you know, where the Vikings are a little bit more tough. Uh, I, I think the Vi- or the Saints can match that and, and possibly make it a game where not only can they cover, but they can win. Do you think the Saints are going to be able to run the ball at all against Minnesota? With two backs like Ingram and Kamara, I think so. It seems like they got a little, uh, got more schemes running um, uh, uh, screens to, to Kamara, but, you know, it, it helps the flow of the game because they play, you know, on some they play they play the field so well with all the receivers and backs that they have uh, that it's hard for uh, any defense to you know recover when they start running the ball again. It just this seemed like a, Carolina took away the run from them, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, when they when they had to, when they had a run and and you know move the sticks, they could do that. I mean, they couldn't explode too much, but with the plays that they run, they can implement the run later, especially when they get down when it matters in the red zone. Mm-hmm. This is a big play calling uh, heavyweight bout. I mean, these two teams know what the other wants to do. And the Saints have such a well-balanced offense that that it is going to be a big, uh, a big matter of calling the right play at the right time. I think the Saints can run the ball if they're tricky with it. Agreed. They, I think if so they too. go traditional, just first down, run the ball. Second, they're doing second six, run the ball. You can't you can't play this team like that. You have to keep them off their heels and not knowing what you're doing. And the same can be said for the Vikings. Got to bring the bring the blitz packages at the right time. Got to go to the zones at the right time. Got to really try to make things confusing for Breeze, even when they're running. You know, so that that side of it, I think, is a real good chess match. It's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, that, that one seems like they're really good coaches. Right. They're really good coaches. Very good. Very good, man. They know what they're doing. Well, Minnesota's offensive coordinator is a, a big option for a lot of teams, too, right? Like, he's been talked about. Both coordinators, actually, I've heard discussions about um, with possible NFL jobs, head coaching jobs down the road here. So they've done a good job all season. And, uh, again, that's a team that knows who they are and what they do. So Al pointed it out perfectly. It's going to be a chess match. And for me, it's actually going to be probably the most entertaining game to watch, I would think, unless Philly comes out and really starts the weekend off with a great effort. Um, I'm just It just feels like the, the AFC is so blah compared to the NFC. Even last weekend, I was much more forward-looking to the NFC games you guys have one particular game that you're looking forward to? I'll start with you, Al. Um, I got a little bit of background noise here, <laughs> walking through Caesars at the moment. Nice. Um, but I will say <laughs> that I think that, you know, the uh, the Vikings-Saints game is definitely, to me, the, the main event here uh, for the reasons that we mentioned, especially the coaches like Mo brought up. Um, but I think that the other game that is intriguing is the Jags-Steelers. Like, what, what are we going to see from Jacksonville? I mean, is this such? Is this going to be the slam dunk, free space as Dave likes to say, of the weekend for the public, or are, are you know are the Jags going to rise up? Are they going to figure out a way to get Bortles comfortable passing, and you know can Fournette get going? So that, that game is intriguing for different reasons. The other two, eh, not crazy about. How about you, Mo? I think I want to see how the Eagles do at home, because they've been taking so much stuff and talk from everyone, you know, on their play, you know, with Foles. But they've had some time to rest now. And, you know, I think that game against the Cowboys was just some stuff they wanted to go over and um, probably mark off on, um, you know, on their list, uh, you know, to get to where they're at, to they're at right now, uh, you know, going up uh, against the Falcons. 
But yeah, besides that one, it's probably going to be Vikings and Saints. I, I mean, I think that's that, that's a heavyweight fight. I, I wish that could actually be the uh, NFC Championship. I'd love to see those guys go at it for um, a chance to play for the Super Bowl. So I'll probably be waiting for that one. So we'll lead into that here. We've got about five minutes left here in the show. NFC Championship, AFC Championship. Looking ahead right now, obviously we're not holding you to anything, but at first glance with these matchups, Mo, I'll go to you first. Is that your NFC Championship that you just said? Well, I would love for it to be it right right now. Uh, I, I'm still going to go with Vikings and Eagles. I, I think that's going to be the NFC Championship, and then uh, the Patriots are going to see the Steelers. I mean, it's it's about as square as it can be, but I, I think that's what we're going to be looking at. What do you make the line if it's Philly hosting Minnesota in the NFC Championship? Oh man, you know, it's, this is exactly what we were talking about when we're when we uh, uh, we're talking about Clemson or. Right. Um, Georgia or Alabama mm-hmm. getting into the championship. It's kind of hard if you don't see how they play. Um, you know, but if everything goes well for both teams, uh, I still think Vikings are probably going to be a small favorite. Um, you I know, around the, the same. Look, yeah, it'll look the same as the Atlanta game, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if it, even if it was a key three, I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, yeah, I, I would go with Vikings around minus two and a half. And then I think the Patriots would probably be like a five or six and a half point favorite against the Steelers, okay. in my opinion. How about you, Al? What do you got for just first blush here for NFC Championship, AFC Championship? Um, well, let's see. AFC, I'd say uh, Titans at the Jags. And, uh, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. We're talking reality, right? Okay. Yeah, it's Steelers and Patriots, of course. Uh, version 87 of their series that no one of cares course. about anymore. Um, no, I mean, what do you do with that game? I, it's probably like New England six and get the people to take some Steelers action and see where it goes. Um, as far as the NFC goes, uh, man, that, that, that's tough. I mean, that's going to be, that's a real battle, you know? So for me, I, I, I gotta go with the Vikings. I I feel like they're just going to figure out a way to get it done. And I don't know, man. I, I still think I, I like the Eagles for the points for the reasons that we've talked about, but man, I get the feeling that the Falcons are coming in. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I see them winning by three where they got much more of an effort than people thought they were going to get. And it's like a 17, 14 Falcons win. So I'd say Falcons and Vikings in an old rematch of Gary Anderson proportion. Oh, boy, we'll bring that whole story back up. I forgot about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. The Vikings were 15-1 and one that season, right? And lost that game to Atlanta. And Chris Correct. Chandler. <laughs> right. And the Dirty Birds of Atlanta. Yeah. Jamal Anderson. Jamal. Right. The, great, the great Jamal Anderson. Oh, man. Of course. I'm doing the dance right now. You can't see it, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm glad uh, you can't see it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I was wondering why people were running out of there. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's nobody in the back room now. They've all uh, they've scattered <laughs> and they, in disgust. They it was all... in disgust and not fear. <laughs> Dog is so sick. Uh, <laughs> it's sick. Oh man. All right, boys. We so each got about 30 seconds left. I'll jump to you, Mo. If you got anything to say, the forum is yours right now. When the Rock becomes president. Samoans are going to take over, and we will spare you guys because we're all on cash consideration. So I love you guys. 
So I'll, I'll leave you guys with that one. Oh, Al, Ooh. how do you follow that? Well, I can't. I've uh, been voting for The Rock, apparently. <laughs> oh, he's going to come in so hot, Al. Dude, he's going to fly in. He's going to fly in, dude. Did you got bets it's on just... that already? No, no, no. I'm, I'll probably end up booking it myself. So we'll put it on cash considerations uh, shortly. Rock I can versus guarantee that. field. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Rock oh, minus 2,000, easy. You might have some Samoans that might want to bet it, too, so we'll be okay. Oh, yeah. Well, we, they got to bring the currency, man. They got to bring the change. <laughs> they got to they bring it, man. Uh, all right, it's boys. Insane. Well, it's insane. That'll do it for tonight's show. Thanks again for making it happen and, and getting together and separating and, and doing what we do. Uh, hopefully the listeners enjoy it. We love doing it. Um, for Mo Toy and my man AB, this is Dave Sherapan. And you Sorry, Jags D. Jags D, you've been listening to Cash Considerations. We are out, fellas. You deserve better. God bless. <laughs>